There is perhaps no other type of person that has been stigmatized more negatively within 21st century Christianity than the single parent. On today's Keeping It Real, we will lock in specifically on the issue of single parenthood as a result of divorce. Divorce amongst professing Christians has become all the more common, and usually children are involved in the broken home situation. Is there any hope for the kids? What hope is there for the single parent? On this 15th episode of Keeping It Real, hope and promise via scripture and testimony will be coming for any single parent with ears to hear and a heart willing to receive Christ, who brings hope, love, and grace. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie Gee. All right. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real. This is the 15th episode of the Keeping It Real podcast, and I've got Veronica Barnes with me again. Uh, last time when she was on, we talked about the Daily Grace Company, uh, a fine Christian company, a unique, innovative company that she works for. And today, now we're going to get more into more of a uh, Christian topic oriented uh, kind of thing that we can really dive into. Again, the topics that we deal with here on Keeping It Real, uh, dare I say that most people do not even want to scratch the surface of, much less get involved in. But I appreciate you, Veronica, coming on again to be willing to address God's plan for the single parent. And you and I happen to be uh, single parents, ironically. Uh, How long have you been uh, a single mom? Mm. Uh, so that was 2014. So going on eight years now. Okay. Yeah. So qu- quite a bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, y- have you learned a thing or two in eight years? <laughs> I think I want to learn more, but <laughs> I, I, want, I want to be further along, but I guess I'm far enough. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. would say probably learn probably more than you cared to learn yes. probably over the last yeah. eight years. Yep. Yeah. Um, the first question that I have for you in the line of questioning mm-hmm. is, is a bit of a transition question. Um, as I mentioned, you uh, work for the Daily Grace Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is an online Christian store, yeah. uh, which, by the way, I deeply recommend our listeners to go check out the dailygraceco.com, yep, right? that's it. And they can get any number of all kinds of materials yep. there. Bible great. studies mostly, and then yeah. other Christian resources. Yep, yeah, yeah. And they can even get things like decor yep. and, and candles. Jewelry, and stationery. Jewelry. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, how do you know for sure uh, that you yourself have received grace from on high and what is a scripture that perhaps has gripped or gripped you or pierced your heart when it comes to the issue or the matter of grace? Man, when I look back and I reflect on my life, I can't help but see God's grace and mercy all over it. Just how his hand has always been at work, guiding, leading, protecting me. His goodness has been incredible. Um, through it all, I've learned to step out in faith, surrender and trust him with my life. And don't get me wrong, I still make my fair share of mistakes. I'm definitely not perfect. Yeah, you can get in line on that one. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with all everybody. Yeah. yeah. But um, those slip ups, they they have consequences, you know, but God is so good. He picks me right back up and he takes me lovingly to the next season um, where I have yet another opportunity to allow the spirit to shift the posture of my own heart and correct my course. Okay. And that that growth is just incredible. Um, and the, the scripture, um, that I really like, uh, is John one sixteen in the NIV because of how it's spelled out in that, uh, translation. Okay. Uh, it's out of his fullness. 
we have all received grace in place of grace already given. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. In other words, it's through Jesus that we have all been given grace upon grace. Oh, but I just wow. love how it is. We have all received grace in place of grace already given. Like, it's just so I haven't nice. heard that one before. Yeah. Man, you're busting out John 1, 16. There you go. <laughs> Like I know John 1, 1 and John 1, 14, you know, and then the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Yep. And, but man, you're busting yep. out a couple of verses later. Yeah. Wow. That's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. And so um, right after recognizing that I'm complete in Christ with that verse, that outpouring of grace given from God has been quintessential to my growth. He, his grace is abundant. It's downright infinite. And when I can rest in that truth of that scripture, I know for sure that I've received his grace. Okay. Is there a particular area of your life mm -hmm. that, you know, you can maybe get more specific in answering that question? Like, what is an area of your life where you say, yeah, I know I got God's grace on this one because, man, this was not really nearly as good of, a, of an aspect of my life before, but now... It's definitely a lot better. I can sense the newness. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in the prior episode here on Keeping It Real, episode number 14, we we, we talked about uh, the unchanged church and how a lot of members of, or really all the members of that church, and, and bearing in mind that church means assembly, it's ecclesia in the Greek, mm -hmm. which means assembly or gathering. And a lot of people that are, or the people that gather together at the unchanged church are people who have not been changed. You know, the members have not been changed. And so how do you, when you analyze your life, you know, it says, you know, the Bible continuously it, it exhorts us to examine ourselves. What's an area of your life where you can look at and go, yeah, I know I got God's grace on this one because this is the way how I was. And this is the way how I am now. And there's no way that I could have gotten to here on my own. All right. Good, good. I'm glad you broke it down like that because I could think of so many things. <laughs> okay. Um, so something that I see in my own life um is understanding of others, compassion towards others, understanding where they're coming from, um, and not just kind of forcing myself or my way or my viewpoint onto them. We're not going to get anywhere, you know, with relationships or anything like that, if that's the place that you're coming from. Mm. And I, I think that was just instilled in me from a young age, you know, that there's, there's a right way and a wrong way. And you have to like kind of hammer it into somebody. Like your way is the right way. And I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not always right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not always right at all. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that I don't know that I can learn. So I do, I, I've shifted more towards just being a student, being a learner, uh, being curious about that. Now, don't get me wrong. I have my convictions of like the, the right way, the, the way, like the sure. biblical way to do things. Right. But there are things that are, uh, negotiable you know um one of the the examples that my pastor uh would use in a sermon was like homeschooling versus public schooling you right. know there's not a scriptural right and wrong there yeah. but yeah. like some people are very passionate about it where they're like no homeschooling is the way to go or no public schooling is the way to go right and there's not on that so yeah. i think in those in those aspects that's what i'm i want to be understanding of if somebody has a strong passion towards homeschooling then so sure be it, you know sure. and I, I want to honor that and respect that in them yeah so things like that okay yeah very cool yeah. nice now we'll dive that was more of a transitional question just uh -huh. to kind of get you know transition from what things were like last time you were on now let's mm -hmm. really dive all the more into god's plan for the single parent yeah Something that you've been for the last eight years, something that I've been for uh, about the same duration, a little bit longer mm -hmm. by about a year or so. Does Do you think 
divorce negates God's plan or cancels out God's love for the single parent. And if not, which I'm assuming you would think not, right? Right. Um, that's more of a leading question. Then the second part of the question is more of the crux uh-huh. to what your probably your answer is going to be. Uh, if not, can you provide personal testimony how God has been good to you as a single parent? Oh man! So the first part of the question was, can you? Can yeah, I- sure. Does divorce negate God's plan or cancel out God's love? Right. No, that's parent? a clear no. Yeah, that's a clear that's no. That's a clear right? no. Um. And I'm just trying to relay right. that for our listening audience as well, yeah. that in case they share this with somebody who may be a single parent, because yeah. I'm telling you right now, I, I'd be willing to bet that there's any number, mm-hmm. number of single parents out there that think that God has abandoned them. Right. That God is like nowhere to be found. Right. And from what I know of you, yeah. and certainly uh, for my own life, it's been clearly evident that God does not abandon anyone just because they've gone through right. the agony of divorce. Right, right. No, no, he's not going to hold that against you. Um, I know in my own personal journey, when that happened, when the, the separation happened and the divorce happened and everything like that, I felt a, a tug from God. I felt the spirit in me, you know, leading me to seek him out. And when I did that, so many opportunities were presented before me, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a good church to be a part of, you know, a Sunday night Bible study that led to my employment at the Daily Grace Company, you know, things like that, that where when I was looking for him, he was right there. He was meeting me right there and he was with me all along. Sure. But I just my eyes weren't open to it spiritually yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just been so many things like like I said, a, a being employed at a Christian company. That is huge. Mm-hmm. That overflows into every aspect of my life, you know, and I'm able to provide a good foundation um, biblically for my household and financially and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Great. So that definitely is a clear testimony yeah. uh, of God's goodness, yeah. uh, something that came about yep. uh, as a result of, you know, we don't want to give the, the our listeners the impression that divorce is yeah. ever of God. Like it's not, yeah. it, it says clearly in scripture that God hates divorce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But what I've told many a people is, yes, God hates divorce. It's clear mm-hmm. in the scriptures, but God does not hate divorced people. Right. He right. loves the yeah. world yep. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And God certainly loves us who have trusted in Jesus Christ as a savior. Mm. He, he loves us as his own children. Yeah. Um, he, mm. he, he, his love compels us. His love is stored in, in, in our, in, in our hearts and his love never fails. Right. So right. what are some difficulties? Because listen, unfortunately what comes with divorce is, plenty of difficulties and hardships yeah there are plenty of those as a, that, that, that a single parent has to endure and experience um some more than others from what i know of you through many conversations that we've had uh it's it's rather difficult for you uh, mm-hmm. as it's been for me mm-hmm. on multiple fronts i mean this is not this wasn't a situation like uh okay we, we just discovered that you know we're gonna go head to divorce court and we off mm-hmm. we go you know no yeah. there was a lot of tears, a lot of hurt, a lot of agony. Mm-hmm. Um, how has the Lord used the hardships for you being a single parent? How has he used those hardships to refine you? All right. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, overcoming the stigma from others and even myself has been a struggle. Like you just get that label of being a single parent, you know, and I've, um, I'm glad for uh, the people who have led me to the verses 
um, where it says, first and foremost, I'm a child of God, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so before any labels, that is what he sees mm -hmm. before him. So when I'm able to put that label aside and I'm accepted for who I am, then I'm able to be at my best and allow God to refine me through the actual difficulties then. So I've been given such wonderful people in my life over the years who have come alongside me and encouraged me biblically. And so I'm, I'm thankful for them. But um, the hardships, they're definitely a still a real part of life. And like I mentioned, you know, they can be anywhere from finances and responsibilities. Like, you know, I'm the sole provider of my household um, and the, the chief operations manager of that household, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, to just even like social family activities, like providing uh, my son with educational opportunities and activities for adventure. And I, I think that's uh, where I've done like a lot of growing lately and the Lord has definitely refined me the most, um, just being adventurous. <laughs> I know that that seems, but I, that's a fun one that I want to, uh, focus on because like all growing up and stuff and even, uh, being a young adult, I would say that I was an indoor cat. Okay. <laughs> um, but that has definitely, but I would changed. say God, God would be very much in that. Cause when you think about how life was lived in scriptural times, a lot of it was lived outside right? and, and not just outside, like hanging outside the tent, like right. they traveled and they were adventurous so yep. to speak yep, yep. i mean so getting there, back to there was a lot groups. of ground that was covered by yeah. god's people yeah. at different points in history yep yep but um so god used even my childhood though i think um as that i have an older brother and he used to push me outside of my comfort zone growing up and a lot of those kind of outdoor activities and i did not like him for that at the time but now i can look <laughs> back and see that those times were preparing for me for this journey as a single mom of a boy yeah. So I'm very grateful for my brother and there's just, there's quite an age gap between us. So we didn't hang out together often, but like when he did it spend time with me, it would be very quality time. It was intentional and just in depth and high quality. So I'm in awe of those experiences that come full circle now into my life. And just seeing that, how God used my brother all those years ago into my life now is just awesome. Cool. Very nice. Okay. So We've talked about how God has been good to you as a single parent, and then how has he refined you through the hardships and difficulties. Now let's talk more, address more of the subject as a whole. Maybe talk more to the folks who, who are listening. The divorce rate is high compared to years gone by. And the divorce rate is as high within the church as it is outside the church, where the stats are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. What are the dangers of hypergrace that is in treating divorce as no big deal? Right. So I, I looked this up because I had a good idea of what it was, but it's it's really a thing out there, this hypergrace mm -hmm. thing. And so the internet said it's a, a wave of teaching that emphasizes the grace of God to the exclusion of other vital teachings, such as repentance and confession of sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that, that got me on a good track of thinking here. Um, and so it, then it got me, uh, it made verses kind of pop into my mind here. And for, and it's, for people that are wondering, <laughs> I, I did cheat and let Veronica have this question yeah. before we got on. Because yes. she didn't just look this up now as no. I asked her this question. <laughs> so no, I got you do have a little bit of a prepared answer, but that that's yes. all good. That's it's cool because it's still an answer that's coming from your heart. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking yep. forward to hearing what, what else you got here. 
So in Romans 5.20, it says, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Yeah, I love that verse. Right? But Paul goes on to ask an answer in Romans 6.2, should we continue to sin that grace abounds? Mm -hmm. No. Um, We should never be sinning with the understanding that we will be forgiven. I do believe that God can bring beauty from ashes, and that's not, but that's not always the case. Uh, Everything in my life is in spite of myself. I give all the glory to God. I could never have manipulated circumstances to bring me to this very point in my life. We're not promised an easy life on this earth, but I do realize how much mercy I've received overall. Um, So yeah, that's the hyper grace thing is not, um, not a good way to be looking at things. Right. So now in the the context of like relational dynamics, specifically marriage and divorce, you have two imperfect people involved in an intimate relationship. One that should be built on things like respect and honesty, trust, commitment, vulnerability, vulnerability, and so much more. But for whatever reason, that's not built upon those things and leaving either one or both parties in the difficult position of contemplating divorce, knowing full well it's not a good thing, according to the Lord, and does have negative effects felt by everybody involved, like especially yourself. Mm-hmm. Um All that to say, we're each held responsible to God for our own actions. And you can seek out like all the wise counsel that you want from outside sources. But at the end of the day, the decision is yours and God knows your heart behind your decisions. And he's going to deal with you accordingly, either here and now or later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thanks for Mm -hmm. drawing that out and uh, doing a little bit of homework. Mm -hmm. Um, So brings us to right into the next question. Mm-hmm. What does a correct view of grace do for our young people who are products of broken homes and yet who aspire to get married and have families of their own one day? Right. I think that that correct view of grace can be a really good teacher for them. And hopefully it's something that they would absorb themselves. Okay. Like for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I would say too that... Um, giving them a firm or maybe not the right choice of words, but a, a solid grounding mm-hmm. in the principles of scripture um, in the, in the examples of scripture and not just scripture, but of, of history, or even just even in our current day, something that I try to do for Maddie, for my daughter is uh, because, you know, she has some timidity uh, in regards to getting married uh-huh. uh, in the future. And I, you know, She's only 13 years old. It's not like she's 25 and knocking on the door of this thing, you know, mm. but she does have a timidity when it comes to marriage when we've, when that topic of conversation has come up mm-hmm. and, you know, as a dad, there's a certain part of me that says, yes, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. But then yeah. another it's part of me, she needs to yeah. be a little cautious about but, yeah, yeah. Right. But then yeah. there's another part of me that um, uh, has some concern mm-hmm. because I don't want what has happened with her parents mm-hmm. to formulate her view of marriage in general, yeah. because marriage is this wonderful, beautiful thing that God instituted, right? Mm-hmm. Right from the beginning with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. So if it's a, 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 an incredible thing that he instituted, this wonderful sacrament of bringing two people, specifically a man and a woman, of mm-hmm. course, together to live in holy matrimony. And if it's of God, I would love for my daughter or I would love for the day to come for your son, mm-hmm. uh, your son Kelly, to have the incredible opportunity 
to participate in that or to be a part of that, yeah. to experience God's blessing in that way. Yeah. Tremendous blessing, huge, right? We're not going to talk about like minor blessing. We're talking about mm-hmm. a blessing for the rest of our life here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's one thing that I, I, I would want to bestow upon Maddie is to help her to see or give her examples of how clearly God has brought two people together. Um, whether if it's Matthew West and his wife and their two daughters and how they have just this wonderful, incredible family life together, or uh, whether if it's even a scriptural example of Ruth and Boaz, uh, Ruth coming from another nation and coming to where Boaz was. And these God brings these two strangers more or mm-hmm. less together uh, for them to be married. And and then that is part of the, the lineage that leads up to Christ. Yeah, It's yeah. just such a wonderful piecing together of the whole plan of god and you know i would say that that's just such a critical thing too uh for those um truthful uh scriptural principles and true those incredible truthful actions valid actions of god Mm -hmm. uh that god can bless yeah uh, his people with yep yep and similarly to what you're doing with maddie there i'm I'm doing with kelly in in our Mm -hmm. life like yeah a large majority of my friends are married couples, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, um, I, I make sure to point that out to Kelly of, of those healthy marriages and the way that they are relating to one another and communicating and living out the gospel with each other within their marriage and stuff like that. So yeah. that's, yeah, I don't, I don't want him to just focus on, oh, my parents are divorced. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's not. And like, that's going to happen to me or just right. all, all of a sudden right. presuppose that that's going to happen to him. To, right. to him. That's not, yeah. that doesn't have to be the case. You're yeah. not, you're not right. written off. You're not doomed just yeah. because, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, so how, and now speaking of Kelly, yeah. how has Kelly directly benefited or been blessed as a result of seeing divine life lived out in his mom? That's a good question. And one that I think has yet to be determined. He's still a work in progress. I mean, yeah. He's seen some really cool things in and through his mom. I'm sure you're probably being a little bashful. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, it's, I'm just hoping, um, you know, I don't know, maybe my efforts will make a difference and maybe they won't, but I'm hoping that as Kelly grows, he allows the spirit to do the work in him. I just hope he knows that I've tried my best to learn and to grow and to live it out, to present it all. Um, and it's not that what I'm doing for Kelly is so great, but we have a far greater God mm-hmm. that's going to use my imperfect life in Kelly's life as a whole. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I mentioned, I brought up the story of Ruth and Boaz, you know, it's just was uh, three generations later, mm-hmm. I think, is when David uh-huh. came along. So you can see how God used a rich heritage mm-hmm. uh, to bless a child. Yeah. Now, it didn't impact any of his older brothers, mm-hmm. like I'm sure the hope was of his parents, but it certainly blessed him. Yeah. And then even in situations that just are a little bit more difficult to ascertain, but still an incredible heartwarming thing. Um, you know full well how Toby Mac lost mm-hmm. uh, his son yep. uh, a couple of years ago and lost him very tragically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a recent interview that he did, uh, first time talking about it uh-huh. after a couple of years, he was posed the question, like they reviewed his last text message exchange uh, with Truett. And the most heartwarming thing for Toby was, is that he knew that his son knew Mm 
mm-hmm. that he loved them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And when I saw that, it was hard for me to hold back the tears because mm-hmm. that's like all that I could ever ask for as a dad for mm-hmm. Maddie is like, as long as she knows I love her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, And that I, I, I'm seeking and striving to love her well yeah. uh, in the Lord. Yeah. That's all I could ever ask for. Yeah. Uh, anything else is kind of like icing on the cake, but that's really the, the, the essence of life right there, which was another prior episode here on keeping it real. Mm-hmm. But uh, what another Kelly question, and then we'll make this show a wrap today. <laughs> Cause I know that like you love him deeply. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's your son and 10 years old and uh, filled with a ton of energy. Yeah. Uh, I hear him all the way downstairs. <laughs> yeah. I actually hear him better than Maddie. So like he's filled with life, which is cool. Uh, what are your conversations with Kelly like that are like about the Lord or, or about the scriptures or maybe mm-hmm. even just about like worship or anything like that? Like what, what are those conversations like in, in, in within the four walls of your house? Yeah, they're they're peppered throughout. Um, you never know when when you're going to get a a question, um, what, which field is, is that left field or right field? I don't know. Right, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe small terms, but like they just come out of the blue. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they'll be deep. Um, and it always just happens where it like might be like what I'm actually like studying, you know, we're studying the book of Esther and our, our, you know, uh, women's Bible study or something. And he asked a question that I can like answer because I'm just studying this, this, oh, or, okay. you know, yeah. it just happens like that where it's really nice. Um, So yeah, yeah, just kind of random questions that I'm able to point him back to scripture for the answers. Um, But we always have like worship music playing in the background. Um, He's a big fan. I was telling you about adventures in Odyssey and stuff. So just so many of of those content things bring up discussion in our lives. So I'm I'm really thankful for that. And then real life uh, instances in school and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're able to always go back to the Bible for our answers. Cool, cool. Does... um... He asks you more questions or do you look to ask him questions, uh, more questions to kind of see maybe what he knows? Or is it a toss up 50-50? Right. I am trying to think. I think it depends on the season. Um, I mean, I definitely ask him questions, you know, because he'll go to children's church mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, what did you learn and this and that? And we'll we'll dive deeper into those scriptures. So then I'm asking him and trying to draw from him. But he he likes to ask questions mm-hmm. i think and i think i like to talk yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 well very cool well veronica thanks a lot yeah, thank uh, you. for kind of filling us in a little bit more on god's plan for the single parent yeah. and god does certainly have a plan yeah uh he has yeah. a plan for everyone yeah he's not um, gonna abandon your leader. no you i mean he makes it clear there. he makes it clear in jeremiah you know uh, i know the plans i have for you plans to give you hope in a future and that definitely holds true for the single parent as well mm-hmm. not that um it should be the goal yeah. <laughs> of anyone yeah. mm-hmm. uh if you're out there listening to this and you're contemplating getting married don't sign a prenup don't uh it, it begin to make arrangements before you even get married to think about if and when you get divorced what your plans are going to be mm-hmm. the plan should be to not get divorced yeah. uh it, it is meant to be for life but unfortunately it doesn't always end up that way you know, their their sin gets in the way. There are all kinds of uh, circumstances that uh, you know Veronica didn't see coming. I didn't mm-hmm. see coming uh, prior to us getting married. And so then, what happens? Uh, you know, divorce results, and and then uh, we're left to pick up the pieces and move on from there. 
But the good news is, is that God's love, again, doesn't get negated. It doesn't get marginalized. It doesn't get minimized. It doesn't change. Uh, God's love is still very real, still very massive, incredibly powerful, and it doesn't quit. And mm -hmm. he doesn't quit on us. Mm -hmm. And praise God for that. So uh, I encourage you uh, all to share this episode uh, with those uh, that uh, are near and dear to your heart, especially if you know any single parents out there. This definitely would uh, apply to them, I would, I would think. But even uh, those that are looking to enter into marriage or who are contemplating divorce or what have you, uh, this show is definitely uh, for them as well. S hope you uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and look forward to another episode uh, coming out again real soon within the next couple of weeks. Yeah.